0: Hi, and welcome back to the Attract podcast with your host, Anna Rumbold. Today's guest is the lovely Envis Maloney, an award-winning sales trainer who helps incredible women to make incredible sales. In this episode, Envis shares how to clarify what it is that you're actually selling, how to sell the destination as opposed to the flight and she also shares some really great actionable steps for you to go away and implement hi and welcome to the podcast i'm so excited to speak with you today about all things selling so let's dive in we talked at my virtual festival kickstart your momentum about figuring out what it actually is that you're selling why do you think that this can be a challenge at times i think this
1: is a major challenge for many, many small business owners because we've got choice, right? And when we've got choice, we've got indecision and knowing what to do is really unclear when you've got a lot of choices. Say, for instance, you have a service-based business and you could construct your products like this or like that. You could price it low, you could price it high. The amount of variables that you've got going round and round in your head can often result in offer paralysis. And this really keeps business owners stuck and they can keep stuck for a really long time. And even if you craft your products and you're happy, then naturally they evolve So you're going to loop back to this zone of uh, offer paralysis or lift the pricing, change the inclusion, improve, refine and reconstruct the offer. You're going to loop back to that place fairly frequently. If you're in a growth phase, things don't stay the same in business for long. Like I am constantly refining, optimizing, tweaking and elevating my products. They grow with me, but I know how difficult that can be. When you don't have somebody to soundboard off. So I think indecision, overwhelm, not really knowing that right answer and trying to seek the right answer when actually there isn't such a thing. That perfectionism can be a real obstacle here. Also, I think, you know, in all honesty, it can be a bit of a lack of experience. If you've been employed for a long time or if you've worked in a in a situation where you're told what you're what you're selling, or you know, you're presenting your services like this, and this is how it is. You haven't had to craft your own offers before. So it can be really like, well, you just don't know what you don't know. And actually the lack of experience, that in itself can cause people a lot of doubt. The last thing as well is that people might not actually really have the insight as to what their end client needs. So they might be providing a solution without truly understanding what problem they solve so they're sort of jumping in and trying to show that they know everything without actually having the confidence to ask the audience like asking your client base and working and co-creating with your client base is actually a really sound way to improve your offers or construct them from the beginning I've done a lot of that in my own business because it's really important that you are providing a solution that somebody wants and needs and will pay for rather than you just lumping together crafting an offer crossing your fingers and saying well this is how it is and this is what it's priced without actually asking or finding out whether or not it's going to be the right thing at the right price at the right time as well because timing is everything with our products and our launches as well
0: i completely agree that it can feel really overwhelming if you don't start those conversations with your ideal clients to find out exactly what it is that they want and need. So I totally agree with you on that one. And sometimes you have to take action to gain that clarity. And I think that's a perfect example of that. Absolutely. I mean, we can guess. I think there's an element when you're just starting, you
1: have to just start. Just put the offer out there with the acceptance that this is going to refine and evolve with you. So having the confidence to just put it out there it might be a little bit of a guess to begin with because you need to go into a live testing ground and everything in business is an experiment you know we have to approach it like a bit like a playground like you know don't take there's not so much pressure we can put things out there we can redevelop them we can ask questions we can tweak and actually having the confidence to just try is i would say one of the best attitudes that you can deploy in business in order to keep your business moving otherwise you're just waiting for it to get perfect and that really keeps people stuck so ask your audience what they need just put it out there see what the response is get that live data
0: and and go from there is my suggestion yeah i think those are really great suggestions and i love your playground analogy as well i think it really allows us to lean into curiosity and and treat it like an experiment, like you say. So I think that's a really helpful piece of advice that will get people thinking about how they approach, whether it's marketing, the actual selling, the offers, creating those conversations and treating it all as that playground for experimenting. I, I love it.
1: I think this is when people get really hesitant because they're fearful of failure as well. They're just really fearful. Like, what if it's the the wrong thing? What if it's the wrong price? What if nobody buys it? But you don't know what the response is going to be until you put something out there. So kind of, taking the pressure off the outcome can really help. And just be like, actually, do you know what all business owners feel like this? Not any single business owner is truly sure what is gonna land until they put it out there. And you kind of got to lean into that failure as well and just be like, yeah, some things are not gonna sell and some things are not gonna work and that's all right. But you're not gonna know what to refine until you've just tried.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I love that as well, detaching from that outcome. And that will help you to experiment more as well when you do that. So you and I spoke as well about selling the destination, not the flight. Do you have any tips around selling the destination?
1: Yeah, so what I mean by this is, so selling the destination and not the flight means that you need to be selling the outcome, how life is going to look after they've worked with you, rather than being really granular and telling people about your programme. So say now, I'm going to use a couple of examples because I think it really helps to highlight this. So... If you're thinking about going on holiday, you start to look at at magazines and brochures, and this might even be like British Airways brochure. You're not going to be looking at what time is check-in, what time, how long is the flight, what is the leg room, what time, what meals are served, until you've bought into the fact that you want to go to that destination. So they, an airline will sell the destination, knowing that, If if somebody wants the destination, they want the outcome, they will loop back and buy the flight. It's exactly the same for me. So as a sales trainer, people don't want sales training. They hate sales training. They don't want it. They don't want to invest in it. But they do want what lives the other side of sales training. So they want better sales, more time, more consistent leads. They want to feel better in their business. They want to feel less miserable about selling. They want to have that financial freedom and enough time to spend it. So they're like, right, what is gonna enable me to get to that destination and that life? Right, okay. Then they have to make peace with the fact that actually sales training is gonna lead to where they wanna go. Another really visual way of thinking about selling the destination is like, imagine a before and after picture of a loft conversion. Say now you wanted your loft conversion. You see the before, it's all dusty, it's dark, it's miserable, and then you see the outcome. The whole space is completely transformed. And then because they buy into the fact or the viewer buys into the fact that, all right, that converted loft looks absolutely beautiful. I'm going to contact the builder and go through the hassle and work to deconstruct and reconstruct that space. There's no point in that builder just making a list of first, we're going to remove your roof and then we're going to put in the the bits of wood there's no point in that builder giving you a list of all the jobs that you're going to have to endure and the dust and the upheaval because they're only going to put up with that if it's if it's an outcome that they want long term so this is what i mean about selling the destination and not the flight yes you're selling the flight your your product your offer your service is a mechanism it's a means to getting them to that other side of what you offer So it's really important in our marketing and when we're speaking to our prospects that we loop back continuously to what they want the other side and not just focus on what we sell.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I see that all the time in marketing as well, when business owners are struggling to attract the kind of clients and, and make sales because they are talking about the need rather than the one. And that's not going to get noticed by the ideal client. So I completely agree how important it is to differentiate between the two. Yeah, I think
1: if your marketing isn't landing, if you're not attracting enough leads is because people aren't emotionally connected with the results that you sell. So it's not that the audience don't want or need it. It's more that your your marketing just isn't hitting the mark. And And it is time then to sit down and re- revisit how you're communicating with your audience, because it is all about making sure that they really buy into what sits the
0: other side of your offer, not just the program that you sell. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So I think this leads quite nicely into the next question around, how do you believe that you can make selling fun?
1: So currently, like from what I gather, most small business owners, business owners just hate selling. So actually lifting the bar isn't that difficult because they currently like make you know, they hate it, they avoid it. They don't want to follow up. They don't want to feel pushy. Then selling makes them feel exposed and vulnerable, unsure. But actually, you can't really feel confident or comfortable doing something you just don't know how to do. You know, like if it, selling is a language, right? It's a means of communication. But if I said, oh, go and hold a conversation in Spanish and you didn't speak Spanish, that would also make you feel vulnerable, exposed and uncomfortable. But actually, if you learn the tools and get a way to articulate what you do in such a way that is really comfortable and you join a community of others who are bonkers enough to be doing what you're doing and you know running your own business is hard like it's not the easy route if you the easiest route is to get a job you know the pressure is on when you're a small business owner so you need to find a community of others who are going to support you through this this journey. And it's the same as like thinking about like, right, if you're going to hike to the top of Snowdon, don't do it all alone. Like take a group with you, join a community and yes, it's hard, but it's easier together. You can laugh any mishaps off. You can dust yourself down. You can try again with the support and camaraderie of those around you. So I think it's really difficult to have loads of fun and business all by yourself. I think like that's just not for me and it's not for my clients. So for one, join a community of people who are aiming for a similar sort of, you know, end. They wanna have fun in their business. They want to enjoy it. They want to make plenty of of money. They want to be successful, but they want to have fun along the way. And for me, I make everything lighthearted. I try and break everything down into really actionable, tiny steps. So there's nothing too, too difficult because when it is really difficult and really hard, like it's no fun. But actually when you can have some quick wins, make everything simple, And be brave enough knowing that you've got the support of others around you. Everything can be a lot more buoyant and a lot more fun. And you just throw yourself into it, go to events, meet people, have a laugh. Also just acknowledge that it's hard. You know, like sometimes we have to be so glossy that you end up pretending. And I think actually if you can just be more authentic and real about it, others will too, and then you can connect over this common goal as to Build your business and uh, and yeah, make a positive impact with your with your expertise. But yeah, absolutely, have a ton of fun along the way because this is our life, right? It's not like we go to work and leave it. This is when you run your own business; it's inter- intertwined with like your 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 personal self as much as your profession. So we've got to make it fun. That's the whole point, you know, to enjoy it, enjoy the journey, and build something really, really impactful at the same
0: time. I love that, and I know that. Authenticity is something that's thrown around quite a lot in the online space, but I do think it does boil down to that being able to be yourself. Because, like you say, if, if you try and gloss over that and pretend that it's not hard or be something else, you're going to find it a lot harder.
1: Yeah. And I think authenticity it is definitely a buzzword that is kind of overused. But let's, if we look underneath what it means to be authentic, it is to be really vulnerable and really like empathetic and really human and just to, to have the confidence to to show up like what you're actually going through and sharing what you're actually experiencing as opposed to making it look completely fine all of the time because, oh, how are you? Oh, everything's fine. You know that there's a disconnect somewhere. You know that you're not getting the full picture. Whereas, actually, if you and you can bring this into your marketing as well. Like your next client don't need you to be completely perfect. They just want to get a feel for what it's like to work with you. So infusing the essence of what you're about and sharing your values and and yeah, being being real online is that's important, especially in a space where people do tend to be quite glossy. And and so you can actually stand out by being more authentic. It's, a, it's actually a really good move. It's not something to shy away from.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think people want that, as you say, people want to see that online. They want to see that in person. They want to know who they're going to be working with. So I love everything that you've said there.
1: Yeah, I think COVID put a massive highlighter pen all over this massive, massive human need for connection and our business is just another vehicle for that connection we've got so many shared passions and with our ideal client this is why when you're developing and crafting your offers you absolutely need to lean into your strengths and personal passions rather than selling just because you can sell something doesn't mean you should so just because you can you know do that audit but you hate it you know actually what do you love to do because you we want to run a sustainable business and i don't mean sustainable in terms of of green although you should do that as well i mean sustainable in terms of like we're in this for the long haul right like absolutely you're gonna have to show up and sell your stuff and and deliver these services day in day out to make it sustainable you're gonna have to love it or at least the majority of it in order to see it through so leaning into those key strengths your personal passions your your true character and building a brand that fits that makes it a lot more aligned a lot more comfortable and frankly, a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable because doing things you hate and showing up for something you're not and pretending this, that is miserable. Even if you make a profitable business, to me, that's not a true success. A true success is when you're in alignment and running an impactful, profitable, happy business.
0: Yeah. And there are so many ways of getting a desired outcome, aren't there? Do you think that people should really lean into their strengths as opposed to looking at what other people are doing and what appears to have worked for them
1: uh this is a really great question and i think you know we talk we hear a lot about people pleasing right but we do it in business all the time as well like with our offers you're like oh well i can do that so i should but you're like actually do you want to you know that's where i always start with offer creation I'm like well what do you want to do How much time do you have? If you were to write your own job description in six months time, what would your day look like? What are you gonna be doing? And rather than being people pleasing and creating a solution for a client, you think actually you niche the service and not the client. You know, we talk a lot about niching the, the ideal client, but frankly, for me, I feel like almost that's quite outdated now and actually niching the service is a lot more sustainable. So for instance, for me, technically I could help people with maybe more copy or I could help like I could write other people's social media I think I'd be really good at that but I don't want to it's not sustainable I don't want to do that so I don't I'll edit it for people but I won't write it from scratch so even though I can it doesn't mean I will or should and actually I'm like actually what I do is extremely narrow I help people make more sales more comfortably even though you know, I can, I can help with branding, I can help with all sorts of all sorts of stuff. But actually niching the niching the outcome and niching the service. So it fits your strengths like a glove, I think is a really sound place to start. And obviously, when you're starting your business, you kind of have to do more of what your clients want. But as you go on, you've got more choice, you can say no, I think saying no to projects and work that isn't isn't aligned with what you ultimately enjoy is really powerful because it makes space to bring on projects that you're gonna love and that you can't wait to get your hands on which is actually what what we want in business yeah
0: absolutely and that concept might be quite alien to a lot of people who have experienced employment all of their lives but it's quite it's quite a cool part I think of business that we do get to choose we get to make those decisions we get to change we get to change our whole business models if we want to
1: yeah and we should absolutely we shouldn't just stay the same just because we're the we have to stay the same you know if things need a review and an overhaul if you need to pivot if actually you used to enjoy that but actually you don't enjoy this that anymore or if something used to be profitable but it's not profitable anymore like we've got to have the confidence to sort of down tools and re-strategize and rethink what's going on in the business and everybody should be, should be doing that periodically and just be reflective as to is what you're doing a win-win Is it a win for your client and it is a win for you? If it's great for your client but makes you feel miserable, that's not a win-win. If it's brilliant for you and not great for your clients, you should definitely stop immediately. You know, like it has to be really sustainable and geared up so you're providing a solution that you love that you love to deliver or you're you're helping with a problem that you love to solve rather than solving it just because you can and actually it's eroding your confidence or making you feel uncomfortable or bored even.
0: Yeah I totally agree and I think that that really highlights the need to do that inner work, ask those inner questions before just going straight out into the market, see what everybody else is doing. I think it's so important to to go inward.
1: Yeah, I call this like slow down your selling, which goes against the grain because usually people come to me to speed up and we we do speed up There, you know, I'm all about accelerating results and accelerating sales. But first, we've got to slow it down to be like, right, before we just go hell for leather like actually should we just pause and see what you're actually selling (laughs) that is actually really sustainable and, and actually really scalable so i've changed some of my products recently where i've dialed down some of the vip elements and i've dialed up more of my hybrid programs which are much more scalable and gives my clients a best of both worlds without costing me tons and tons of time so again like what used to be a perfect fit for my business is evolving as it grows and it grows quickly so we've got to take yeah it's it it takes confidence to slow and it takes confidence to pause and to rethink but then you can fast forward the other side of that so on balance you haven't stopped You've just taken a moment to, to revisit what it is that you're doing, you know, because it's important because days and time just flies by otherwise, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I love as well that everything that you're talking about here is set up to create sustainability, which is just so important with businesses. Yeah,
1: it is. I think. Often people come to me because they want more sales, and then they get more sales, and then they're like, "Oh God, now I need more time." I'm like, "Yes, all right. So we need to revisit and make sure that you're getting both the time that you want and the sales and the revenue you want because it doesn't. Nobody wants to be working, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy-hour weeks. Yes, you're getting loads and loads of sales and and revenue, but it actually, it's not a win-win again. And everything needs to be a win-win in terms of getting the time and the revenue and the happy clients and happiness with yourself as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I I love that win-win idea as well. If, If you review those areas frequently, you're probably not gonna go too far wrong. I mean, I think you've dropped so many golden nuggets so far, Do you have three activities that you could share for those listening to go away and think about or implement in their business today?
1: Yeah, well, I might actually advise that you pause for a minute. So maybe take 20 minutes after this podcast and take a pen and paper. Don't look at your phone and distract yourself. Take 20 minutes and find the gaps. Like where are the current gaps in your business? Where are you overlooking opportunities? Where? What needs to change like just take a moment to to reflect on where you're at in business then this is quite blunt but it's i think it's a it's a firm but fair like little bit of advice i think is to don't accept like i hate selling if you're telling yourself i hate selling or i'm not a salesperson don't accept that as an excuse to limit your potential if that's the case you need to get help to overcome that because if you're going to be in business five ten twenty years and you're going to hate selling every day that's going to dramatically limit your potential so find the gaps find what you're saying like oh i hate doing that i hate doing it i hate doing marketing i hate doing social media i hate selling find what you're telling yourself that could be potentially massively limiting the business and then invest in the help that you need i think that's really like give yourself permission to get help with the gaps that you find um and then i've got two more follow up with three prospects today just follow up with them you know the ones that you're kind of like oh no i should have followed up was it is it too late is it too soon don't overthink it go and follow up with uh, with the clients that you need to follow up with because people don't actually and they leave a lot of uh, opportunities dangling and they sort of drift which is shame really and then maybe make a declaration post make a declaration post on one of your socials and tell the world what you're up to and share what you've got and share where you're at and make a commitment to yourself to create the business that you that you want to proactively create and be like right today's the day not tomorrow today's the day i'm going to start thinking differently in the business and
0: creating a business that i love to
1: love to run and then have a lot of fun doing it
0: i love them so actionable i think those are the kind of things that will propel people forward into actually making sales as well
1: yeah so i think there's a lot of fluff in the industry and there's a lot of questioning in the industry you know and actually i'm all about tangible actionable actions because we can ask questions and we can I don't know, just stay in that agony of indecision for so long, and actually just need to get on with it and crack on and to do that, you need to pause, reflect, work out where your gaps are, work out what you're trying to do, where are you now, where do you want to be, and create a pathway to get between those two points and if there are some yeah there the are gaps and every business has gaps it'd be it'd be amazed if anybody's listening and doesn't find any gaps like <laughs> like get the help you need to, to cross that bridge really quickly and comfortably because the help is there for whatever portion of the business building that you need to move forward more effectively and efficiently and with a lot more enjoyment which is frankly in my book what it's all about
0: i agree i think that's great advice really really important so my final question what does building your business on your terms look like for you and i'm excited for your answer here because of everything that you've said what does it look like for you it's evolved actually so my business
1: is what, two and a half years old. I started from a place of real necessity because I lost my travel business to the pandemic. There was a global travel ban, I lost my income, and all of a sudden I had absolutely nothing apart from my ideas. And it's this business has grown really quickly. So all of a sudden what I the future I see has fast forwarded like really quickly. So next for me, is to reclaim some time actually to work less and deliver incredible programs to my clients that are really sustainable for me to run. My husband is also coming into the business and we're going to relocate to the country and we're going to have a, a significantly different future because of what this business has allowed, you know, in terms of financial freedom and time freedom. So it's a really massive, pivotal, exciting moment here in my, uh, in my world full of opportunity and change and uh, and lots to look forward to and that's what our businesses are for all of us it's a key and a pathway to creating the life we want to lead right we don't we're not answerable to anybody else we're not employed so i'm getting more and more close to hopefully having a slightly calmer simpler life in the country running a business that is now established and you know really well known and helps my clients get incredible results and uh and for me just to to continue to enjoy it with them and see them grow
0: and flourish as well that's so exciting and i think really inspiring as well i'm sure so many people want to be in in a similar position to you so i think i think it's so inspiring
1: i'll just add though like even a year ago this wouldn't have felt possible and a year from today what will be possible will be completely different again and we're trying to catch up with the reality all the time and we're like like oh my god could that be me could that could I really do that could I really get to those kind of levels of you know revenue each month could I really do that and you and this uh, this attitude of just try just just see like test yourself a bit put your say yes to the challenge rather than yes, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Yes, it's hard, but it doesn't mean it can't be done. So like leaning into that challenge and sort of seeing what you can do is really important because actually within a year, what your future will allow you to do. It'll be completely different, but it depends on you making some pretty savvy decisions now to create the business, get the sales that you want, attract the kind of customers that you want to attract generate those leads convert those business and develop offers that are really sustainable to run and scalable so it's all there for the taking and like literally two years ago when i was sitting there crying and just having lost my travel business and thinking what the frick am i going to do now it just seemed so bleak like literally and two and a bit years later it's completely turned around and i think i would just say to anybody listening that wherever your business is now, it's not where it's going to stay. So long as you can monetize your ideas. So as so long as you can turn your ideas into revenue generating offers and sell them because it's all very well and good to sit around crafting amazing offers. But if you don't have the toolkit to sell them, it doesn't actually move you far forward at all. So it needs to be that you craft offers and get the know how and tools to sell them. And then deliver them of course, cause we actually still have to deliver on our products, but you can turn it around. So wherever you are in business, you can turn around your future by making some savvy decisions today to work and find those gaps, get on with it. Don't accept, I hate selling as an excuse or as a reason to not sell. Like that's not an option in business. Everybody needs to make sales and everybody needs to market. Everybody needs to attract clients. And when you can work out how, and when you can start to turn things around, that's where where you're gonna have a lot of fun because it's miserable when things aren't working.
0: Yeah, I love that, really, really helpful. And I think as well, I love the idea, you know, you can turn these things around. It often just requires you to step out of your comfort zone, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, completely. You know, progress doesn't really live in the same place as comfort. So keeping comfortable can be a major, major obstacle to progress because you're too scared to do anything differently. But actually if we get used to being slightly uncomfortable and making small progress every day, just at that peripheral comfort level, then it, the compounding effect over, you know, three months, six months, a year, it, it completely changes the trajectory of your business and, and it's worth it, right? It's worth doing the hard work to, to get a different outcome. And, uh, personally, I only like exclusively work with action takers, so people who are really happy and where they're at they're not gonna they're not usually my 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 clients but for the people who like right I'm ready to kind of see what I can do and change things up and they're going to be happy to do a little bit you know do things a little bit differently then that's where I get really excited about helping those people just to see incredible results
0: yeah I feel the same here for the action takers the ones who want to make those strides. Absolutely. I think there's so much food for thought here. Some really, really valuable tips, valuable pieces of tangible advice. I just want to say thank you so much for joining and and sharing all of this knowledge with us. You're so welcome. You're
1: so welcome, Anna, anytime. Thank you for having me.